My name is Laura Hunter, and every week I sit down with my friend Jennifer Walker and create the Moms on Call podcast to give parents and parents-to-be hope, encouragement, and support raising their children. We have been doing this together for over 20 years, and we love sharing what we've learned with you. We spend quite a bit of time today talking about giving grace to others and to yourself, especially in times of chaos. We also answer your questions about swaddling, solid foods, and thanks to our first international podcast caller, traveling across time zones with a little one. And because we know you are busy, we always want to make sure you learn something in the first five minutes of the show. Today's topic, tummy time. Welcome to the Mom's on Call podcast, sponsored this week by Bobby Organic Formula and Brushies. So Laura, everybody kind of has this favorite way that they like to sleep. There's tummy sleepers, side sleepers. Sometimes you throw that leg over a pillow, um, all kinds of comfortable ways to sleep. Um, but one of the ways that can just absolutely flummox parents is when their babies learn to roll onto their tummy, um, you know, for those first couple of times, and then they might do that in their sleep. So let's talk about tummy time, not only during the day, but helping them to get the skills and develop the muscles that it requires so that they can find their comfy spot at night. Tummy time is so much fun. And some kids really like it. Some kids don't like it. It can be any of the above. And the biggest thing is we don't want it to be another checklist. But let's try to get some tummy time in several times a day. And you know what? There's lots of ways to do tummy time. And we want it to be done in all the ways. So you can have them laying on your chest to laying on a firm surface, which surface, which is one of my favorite ways. We love for them to hang over a boppy pillow where their arms are, are kind of hanging out, almost like Superman a little bit. Um, and <laughs> this is your Superman time, Supergirl Superman time. time. Hey, I think we should start using that. Let's do some <laughs> Superman time. There's a you great know, song that goes with that. If you, you know, if you like pop music, you can, could make it a whole thing. Can you thing. sing it? <laughs> no. Can you sing it? <laughs> Dang it. But I do. Okay, so let's talk about this, though. I'll sing another time. Well, okay. Let's talk about this. When you're on the flat surface part. So here's a question parents have all the time. So their little squishy face is like oftentimes like right on, you know, the carpet or the floor or the blanket or whatever it is. And it's just like face down. And so here's a question parents have. Do I turn their head to the side if they're not doing it themselves? No, it's okay for them to, to be face down. It's also okay for you to turn their heads sometimes, but they're going to be able to lift it up a little bit and turn, lift it up a little bit and turn. And that's all part of this process of getting those muscles, the neck muscles, the core muscles working. Because by the time they're about four to six months of age, we want them to be rolling over and finding their comfy spot at night because, hey, there is nothing sweeter then the little one that rolls over and sleeps with that little butt right up in the air. Mm, 
Oh, and that sweet little button here. And you know, when they are face down, you can put your little hand on their back and you can tell that they're breathing. Like you can feel that going up and down and give yourself those reassurances. And yeah, can they, you know, can their face sometimes be there? Yeah, when they are supervised. And also you can take their little arms and kind of put them in the right position because that's one of the first developmental um, milestones is pushing those arms to get that chest up in the air. And also one that you'll find, we did the funnest um, moments, which is like the extra, the what is that word that you're MOC moments? Word. It's lanyap. Lanyap. It's a little extra. Yes, it's a little extra we put in the online classes sometimes just because we can and we think it's fun. And there's all kinds of great people with all kinds of amazing information that we want to expose everybody to because, you know, they teach us things and they have such a great fresh perspective on things. So yeah, there's a whole little moments episode on that one or two, um, that describe tummy time, but I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. Superman. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. They have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they're sharing their experiences as nurses, business owners, and moms with you, completely unfiltered. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. So you'll often hear us say, Jennifer, grace, grace in the in the chaos. You know, we even had some T-shirts made that said grace in the chaos. And and I can remember thinking, you know, my life was so chaotic at times. We had, you know, kids and playing soccer and kids swimming and toddlers running around. And I mean, it running two businesses. And I mean, it was chaos from the time we got up in the morning to the time we went to bed. And, and that's really when I had to kind of start giving myself a little grace right in the middle of where I found myself in. And, you know, and one of the, the big things that, that I really recognized was sometimes I wasn't giving grace and grace was nowhere to be found to, to myself, to my kids, to my husband, to my friends. You know, I, I know that you know what I'm talking about, Jennifer, because we're right there together. Do you have to get some grace to give some grace? Like some days you didn't get any. (laughs) There was no And you're just feeling like the well is dry. Well, you know, we're women of faith. So we certainly go to a lot of, you know, um, the, you know, the word and the quiet time. And, you know, we try and extract grace from, you know, every source we can possibly find, uh, which I think is so important. Um, You know, even being gracious to each other. So that we can pour that in, um, you know, so that it is not a uh, limited resource. <laughs> well, and and I think you have a really good point there because, but we have to recognize it first. We have to be able to say, you know what, I have I have no more grace left. 
I have yelled at my kids. They won't quit fighting or, you know, everything just seems to be falling apart from, you know, the dishwasher that broke or the dinner that got burned. And you were always such a great reminder of saying, okay, hold on, hold on, baby, hold on. Let's talk (laughs) this through. Let's wait a second, you know, and and then just encouraging me to always walk that out. And I think that sometimes we we need people to speak that to us. Mm. And we also need to, to be the person that's speaking to others. But we can't when we just don't uh, know. And, and a lot of times I found that I was just unsure. I didn't know of that next step. What was I going to do next? And, uh, you know, somebody once told me that there are days when you just have to do the next best thing. That's all you can do is just the next best thing. And, you know, so so what are some ways that we can really do that, Jennifer, that's, that's practical? Well, I think of two things. I think I want to say that grace starts fresh in the morning, but I I don't know that that's true for um, moms and dads who are busy, you know, working, who, you know, your day can sometimes be started before you anticipated. Um, I think grace starts at night. I think grace mm. starts when you close your eyes, when you hit the bed. And I think it starts with what you tell yourself when you unwind throughout the day. I think if you start grace there, then that helps if you're gracious to yourself. And oftentimes we all think about the things that we did wrong. You know, we go into bed and we're like, "Uh uh-oh, well, I don't know if I can get them in the right school. And if they don't get in the right school, will they get to the right college? Is this going to ruin their life? Well, I wanted to sign them up for soccer, but is soccer really going to be the right outlet for them? And will I be able to make the time? Will they be on the on the team with their best friend or would that not work out? Um, it, we go through the, just this list of all the things that can go wrong. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But no, um, I, I think but, that's yeah. all of us. I yeah. mean, I think that, you know, we sit in this, this world where every time we turn around, we're second guessing everything that we've done. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not we're we're doing it exactly right or whether or not we're saying the right things or we look the right way or we pick the right class or we pick the right sport or we pick, you know, and I think that that, that has a way of just swirling things around in our minds. And I'm sometimes so, when I lay down at night, my mind doesn't stop. Right. So how can we harness that? Our minds don't stop. So if grace begins at night... The next day's grace begins at night. Then, what I'll challenge a lot of my clients to do, and a challenge of my own, you know, that I have to do myself, is to remember when I close my eyes at night, what are five things I did right? Ooh, mm. this is hard. Like, right. it may be mm. one or two, <laughs> but five. Th- could you find five? Th- I loved my kids today. I did my best. I laughed in the midst of a messy kitchen floor (laughs) full of, you know, spilled whatever. Um, I helped a neighbor. Um, And those things that we do outside of the sight of every person. And I said kind words to myself Mm. today. Like sometimes, you know, you just Grace can start right there and spill over into the next day. 
Um, you know, it's not that you can't think and process all the decisions that are required of the modern parent. It is exhausting and overwhelming. Um, but what if grace starts at night and when you closed your eyes, you purposefully and intentionally found some of the things that you were doing right. And I, I want to say for a change that I think that's, right. you know, pretty consistent for all of us. Right. And I think that is, you know, because we are doing a lot right and we need to call that out and speak that out. And one thing that I do, and we'll talk about a few things, but one thing that I do is journal. And what a great way to kind of keep a journal close by so that maybe you do take five, 10, three minutes, whatever it is, <laughs> right before you go to bed to just kind of settle and write out a few of those things that, that you did right. I think that is so huge uh, and could be so beneficial because I think that we have to be able to speak those things knowing how awesome it is to be able to look back through that journal and be like, oh my gosh, look at all these things that I've done <laughs> right because that's so, so crazy. And, you know, but taking that time and being purposeful, um, I think is important when we can. And I, listen, the last thing that, that I want to do is add something else to my mm. list of oh, things yes. to do. Right. But... But I do think that if we're a little more intentional, then we can find that that grace. And then that allows us to pour that grace out onto others. And one of my favorite ways was, look, I love taking long baths. And you know that. So that was one of my ways of just really de-stressing and being able to, to allow myself the time of a long bath. That's such a, such a luxury, you know, uh, sometimes in those early days, but really just trying to be purposeful and setting out that time of, of getting in that bath. Hey, listen, and we took a whole lot of meetings with me in the I was sure, buddy, I would always call you when you were in the bath. I was like, yeah. again, I had this amazing ability to just like know and yeah, we'd talk things over when you were in that bath. But there's two things I want to, I want to pack a couple of things. Okay. Um, okay. The first one, when you talked about journaling, what I love about that is you can see a pattern emerge. So when you write it down, you can see a pattern emerge of who you are as a person and a parent. And in case there's nobody in your life that can um, confirm those things or extol those things or, um, you know, celebrate those things, you will have a written account of the person that you are, are and the goodness that is inside of you. So I do love that. See the patterns that emerge of your <sighs> behaviors. Um, and I think that that's really powerful. But the, um, the other thing is, you remember, so at, here at Moms on Call, we get this incredible opportunity to speak to all kinds of groups of moms. Oh. I've been at the Peachtree Presbyterian Church so many times. I love you ladies if you're listening in. Um, so many of the different church environments and mops groups and um, corporate groups. Oh, we went to Chick-fil-A so and spoke to their employees. And, the lunch you know. and learns are so yes. much fun, Jennifer, because, you know, when we mm -hmm. go do these lunch and learns at corporations and we come in for that hour. And, and I think you get just such a diverse uh, people 
in yes. that room from moms to dads to grandparents to aunts and uncles and you know I mean just and everybody's you got a question yeah at the it. end and yes. it is the most fun thing that we do and we do we love these sweet little mamas and dads well, and, and grandparents and grandparents but do you remember the one uh, and I think it was at the Presbyterian Peachtree Presbyterian the last talk that you gave it was so inspiring I remember you going up there and you had slides and you were just talking about that decision making and about mm. what ifs yeah. And I, but, you know, it was just really inspiring to listen to anybody that was there, the 150, um, you know, moms and strollers and, you know, all varieties. So I think we all really got, um, you know, a powerful message there about the what ifs. Can you remember that? Share yeah. it. Well, I think that, you know, really what it came down is, I think as, as parents, we sit and we're like, well, what if, what if? Grandma gives the, un, the, you know, not organic apple or what if, you know, my kid gets in the wrong class or what if, you know, my kid takes piano and hates it and what if. And I think we just find ourselves kind of stuck in this, um, I use the term this rabbit hole and that rabbit hole gets really, really deep and, and dark. So, Oh, it's dark and it's deep and it just, it, it, it puts a weight on us that I think is really, really difficult uh, sometimes to come out of. And, and so I started kind of talking about, well, not only do we go down the what if rabbit trail, we also go down the if only I. So, you know, that is where I find that the grace we have to give ourselves grace when we are constantly hearing that, well, if only I had chosen the right teacher, if only I had, you know, stepped in with my teenage daughter, you know, in, in the relationships, we, if only I had done, if only, you know, and so then here you are spiraling again in the if only I moments. And really what it boils down to is that we have to kind of come back, lay that down and know that the decisions that we make aren't always going to be perfect. But what is the truth? And we come back to the truth. And the truth is we're going to make the best decisions that we can make with the information that we have at the moment that we have them. And when we mess up, it's okay. And we will. And we, and we, hello. Will. Yes. Hello. Yes. And we will. What happens when you make a mistake? Is the focus all on you? Is the responsibility all yours? Ooh, wow. Are you entirely responsible? It feels like it. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But it's not. And quite frankly, Laura, you and I have been in this for a long time. I will willingly pick up your slack. <sighs> and when you fall, I'm going to be there and I'm going to pick you up. Right. And it's the same thing that happens with our kids. Right. I'm going to be there. I'm going to pick them up. Will all their decisions be perfect? No. No. Do I want them to take responsibility for all the things in the world? No. I just want them to know somebody's going to be there to walk by their side. And, and, and it begs this question, even when we started talking today 
about grace in the chaos. What ways would you allow your children to love you? Mm. It's hard to be loved and by making a mistake (laughs) and, you know, going through that with your child, you're not going to ruin them. They are so strong and adaptable and resilient, but by virtue of being imperfect, you give them this incredible gift of teaching them how to love you. Because if you can only love what's always perfect and right, is that really love? Well, and it's not realistic. How do you, you know, how do we create this environment? We often talk about, you know, grace flows freely in this house. So I'm going to need it more Mm. days than than others sometimes. And my kids are going to need it sometimes more on some days than others. And, you know, when we can kind of know that this grace flows freely, they get to see that in action. And that to me is just, it's priceless. It really is priceless. And, you know, and as our kids get older, we're able to kind of watch them walk that out with their their partners, their friends, their schoolmates, their employees, you know, or, you know, coach, you know, the kids that they coach and, and having to kind of sh- see them in action uh, with that grace. And, you know, I just... To be able to watch it play out and to have people around you who can help to, to kind of remind you and gently direct you back and, and to take time for yourself. I think that all too often, you know, it, it's almost like a badge of honor that we wear, right? Because everybody asks, well, hey, how's it going? Oh, my gosh, life's so busy. It's chaotic. It's crazy. You know, and, and we almost wear that for lack of a better word, as a badge. And and I, I want to challenge all of us to just kind of take a few steps back, find a few things through the day that we can kind of lay things down, use that journal, take that long bath, or go for a walk, uh, you know, kind of in that early morning or late evening. Uh, walk on the treadmill. That's always a, a fun way that you can kind of get some of those things in and and do those things for you. And I think that's okay. It's okay for us to look for the things that are going to allow us to accomplish the things the next day that we need to do. And uh, I think all too often we just don't talk about those things. Well, and I think the, the, (laughs) the pressure is there. When you are in a load of diapers and, you know, you have two loads of laundry and you're covered in, you know, things that you think maybe you didn't do right when you're not sure you got a shower. And you know, there's a list of 10 things along. Um, when you think that you matter the least is actually when you matter the most. And don't let those things go unnoticed. So give yourself a little grace right in the middle of the chaos. I promise you that whatever question you have about raising your little one, we have probably heard it before. We've been doing this for a long, long time, and we've gotten a lot of questions. Some of them are funny. Some of them are serious. And all of them are really, really important to the person asking and to us. 
We want to answer yours. Give us a call at 888-234-7979 or find us on Instagram. Leave us a voicemail or send us a message with your question. We might answer it here on the Moms on Call podcast. Bobby Formula is so proud of what they have left out of their formula, like corn syrup, palm oil, and maltodextrins. And that allows them to focus on what is important, like 20 milligrams of DHA, which is the European standard in infant formula, and purposefully sourced milk at Organic Valley Farms. They do that by being backed by pediatricians, food scientists, and pediatric nutritionists. Their recipe is modeled after EU nutritional guidelines while also meeting all FDA requirements for infant formula. Their formula is designed for brain development, to be gentle on tummies, and for healthy immunity in babies. Bobby Formula is the only U.S. formula company founded and led by moms, and their mission is personal. Thank you, Bobby, for sponsoring this episode of the Moms on Call podcast, and they are offering a 25% discount for your first box of Bobby. If you want to try it out for your family, use code MOMSONCALL25 at HiBobby.com. Hi, my name is Cynthia. I am originally from Paraguay, but I live in South Carolina currently. I have a little one, and he is 12 weeks old. He will be three months old um, in the, on the 10th. Uh, my question is, I haven't started um, swaddling him with warm arm, arm out, and I was wondering if, it, because he's not really showing signs of rolling yet, We've been practicing. He's been really good with tummy time, but I just haven't decided to take his little one arm out. Um, I read the book. I really like it. It really set a foundation for his sleeping really good. Um, he's sleeping through the night. Yay! <laughs> so my question is if I can start the one arm out, um, startling him with one arm out, um, starting next week when he's going to be 13 weeks old. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. (laughs) Cynthia, you are fantastic. We love you too. It was so sweet to hear the baby in the background. And um, thank you for saying these great things. We're so glad to help you set up that foundation in your household. So, you know, actually you don't have to go one arm out. We'd like to just go cold turkey when it's time. And we have that whole section in the book called sleep three to six months and dropping the swaddle. So do that. And we can actually take that swaddle away. They adjust to a lot of things at once. Like every change can take three to five days of adjustment. So when we have a couple of changes coming at once, we like to group them together because it's going to be the same three days of adjustment And so if we do one arm out, that's three days. Other arm out, that's three more days. And we're just extending this whole process. So that's our thinking behind, you know, we just pick that day. They're ready to be without the swaddle. We do that at night first before we do it at nap time because they need that nice long stretch to figure out how to find their own comfy spot. And so we're going to sustain all that great sleep that you're enjoying. You know, the other thing is, you know, 
when we go to take that away, we, we're just wanting them to be free so that they can work those muscles and get to rolling over. So footed pajamas work fantastic. And just really make sure that we give them some time and opportunity. Hi, my name's Morgan, and I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, and my little girl is getting closer to switching or adding in solids, and I did not know if there was a way that you would suggest to get on the schedule for Moms on Call book, but make it more gradual. Uh, Thanks for any advice. Bye. Hey, Morgan, we love solid foods. It's so much fun, and it's just an adventure. You know what else we love? What? Free stuff. I love solid food and free stuff. Morgan, you have got to go over to the Knowledge Center and download the Mom's on Call Solid Food Introduction Calendar and bonus material. It will lay it out for you step by step. And here's the thing. You know, everybody will say, oh, when do you start solids? Do you start when they turn four months? Do you start when they turn six months? Do you? The truth of the matter is, Morgan, it's not a date on the calendar. So what I want you to do is I want you to watch. If your little one is sitting up with minimal support, has really great head control, and they're sitting at the table with you wanting that cheeseburger that you're eating, then it's probably time to start solids. And you can go gradual. You can start off with some purees at first. A few weeks, we walk you through step by step. And our goal is to get from purees to finger mushable foods. And I love that word, mushable. Because you made it up. Mushable was a word. Yeah. It's my favorite, but it's such a great visual. Uh, and we want to get to the purees to finger mushable typically by six and a half to seven months of age. So go and as you know what else? as you want. You know what else I love, Laura? Uh, let me just tell you. Laura is a magnificent cook. So in our online classes, um, uh, especially in that six to 15 month class yeah, where we fun. go over how to bake vegetables so that they're finger mushable. We go over a lot of the different consistencies. Um, and it is just a pleasure to watch. Yes. And you can eat it too. So it makes it so much easier for the household as, as well. So have fun, check out those things. Uh, and, and we hope you raise foods. a kid that likes free stuff and solid food. If you are a parent, you know it's a struggle to get your kids to brush their teeth. The benefits of good oral hygiene habits early is so important for cavity prevention. Brushies is the only kid and pediatric dentist-approved training toothbrush for babies and toddlers. And you can start creating those great habits as early as four months of age. Brushies is a finger puppet that fits on your finger or their finger to help them get those teeth cleaned. Using brushies as part of your mom's on-call bedtime routine will create good oral habits that kids will love to use. Brushies also comes with a cool book to help teach them about how to fight off those sugar bugs. They have helped some of the Moms on Call team members with their little kids turn toothbrushing fights into nighttime fun. Our listeners can use Moms on Call in all lowercase for 15% off your brushies purchase on their site, 
thebrushies.com. Hi, my name is Nayeli. Um, I have a 13-month-old baby, and we are living currently in Germany. Uh, my question is, we have our baby on the mom's own call, uh, routine, beautifully since she was 13 weeks old, and we have no problem with the sleeping at all. She can sleep through the night wherever we are, um, but we have an upcoming long-haul flight um, back to the U.S., so um, it's like a 10-11 hour flight. How do you handle the day prior or the day of the flight? It's a nighttime flight, so is the baby allowed to sleep a nap? It's a normal day, and we just put the baby to sleep during the flight? Or how do you handle that? And the following question is, how do you manage the time difference when you arrive at destination? I really appreciate if you can answer this uh, questions. We are very glad and very um, thankful for your programs and for your books, and uh, we love we love them. So hopefully, I can hear some of the answers. Thank you, Nayeli. We are so thankful for you. Um, just to hear that the resources are helping babies to sleep all over the world, all the way from Germany. And we're going to help you with this 10-hour flight that um, you and your family mean so much to us. So thank you for calling in. Um, a couple of things to remember, and I'm going to let Laura get to the details. She's really great about um being able to calculate out these times with um, very encouraging and practical advice. Um, but one of the things we want to remember is that the sun is our friend. We have this circadian rhythm. We're kind of like connected to what's happening outside. So we don't necessarily prepare a day in advance, but once we get there, it usually takes our body a day or two just to get acclimated, you know, that quote unquote jet lag. So if we'll do the work right there when we get there and allow our bodies the natural, wonderful thing it does anyways, which is acclimate to what's happening outside with the sunshine. Uh, let that sunshine be our good helper, um, you know, just in going about the day. You'll have a couple of kind of tired days, but you will acclimate. One thing you can do is make sure that we feed during, of course, takeoff and landing. Yes, run that... Uh while you're on the plane, run it as the routine when you left so they can, can sleep on that uh, plane as you're heading over, just like nap time or nighttime. And then when you arrive here in the U.S., and we're so excited for you to be here, when you arrive here, give yourself and them about 24 to 48 hours to adjust, which means when you land, you are now on our time. And that routine completely shifts, even if it means there's a little more sleeping and just try to hit your sea times that day. And that's going to help uh, with that transition so much faster. We can't wait. Welcome. If you go back to Germany, maybe you'd need moms on call to come with you just in case you have any questions during the flight or, you know, anything like that. 
Let's do it. We like to leave you with the good stuff. That means we're going to put a smile on your face and we're going to leave you with your heart feeling happy. We look for stories that are uplifting and encouraging and talk about the best of humanity. We call this segment The Good Stuff. So Elena and Keith Swartz is the owners of Caliber Coffee Company in Nashville, right outside of Nashville. And somebody had had done some graffiti uh, one evening and really the best part. And, and it's hard to even talk about, Jennifer, where we think, oh, wait, there's a good part about somebody vandalizing a business there really, really is. And so they had discovered this, this graffiti um, and they put it out on Facebook. So the way that they did it, they were like, hey, calling all artists, you know, we had a few neighbors that made a solid attempt on the fence around our dumpster. But hey, come on, come help us out and let us know if you're interested. And the amount of attention that got was crazy. The best part happened when three teenagers, now are you ready for this? Teenagers, three teenagers came and asked to speak to the manager in private. And the boys told them and found the courage to admit and confess that they were the ones who had done the graffiti. And, you know, I love the way Elena said, and she recalled her husband kind of telling the boys, thank you for coming in and apologizing. We've all been there. We've all done something we shouldn't have. And the fact that they just came in and asked and apologized and owned that. And man, Keith and Elena, you guys are rocking this because you chose forgiveness. You know, teenagers can do great things. I think sometimes, you know, that we don't necessarily have great expectations for what they are really capable of. And I love it when, you know, they show up and when they show, um, you know, just some of the really good parts of who they are. Um, you know, I remember even with my own kids, when we talked about forgiveness and the ways that, you know, if you're caught in something or you need to ask forgiveness is to act Number one, accept responsibility. Um, C is for create the dialogue, you know, by comfort the people with your words. And, um, and then T is take action. Make a plan of action for that not to happen again. And so it's just this really clear way we used to talk about, you know, how, what does that look like? And sometimes just having a format like that equips kids with the ability to know what to do, asking for forgiveness or admitting you did something wrong can seem so nebulous. And, you know, it's just kind of hard to wrap your mind around what that might look like. So the ACT method sometimes just gives them a proper framework, um, you know, that gives them that little push to where they feel like they know how to resolve the issues that humanity requires. We are all required to ask forgiveness. And, um, and that was a beautiful story, accepting it and such a cute way of, you know, reaching out to the community that I just love every part of that. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. 
Please visit momsoncall.com for more resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive this amazing parenting journey. Thank you so much for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. You've given us 30 minutes of your time and hopefully we have given you some knowledge, maybe put a smile on your face, maybe even brought a tear to your eye. It would help us out a lot if you told everyone you knew who could benefit from this show about us. That's the number one way that people discover new podcasts, word of mouth. And there is nothing more true about the Moms on Call community than word of mouth. It would also be helpful if you made sure that you're subscribed to the show. We appreciate you and we're glad you're here with us.